Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, we are joined by friend of the pod. I think Michael might be the first friend of the pod Hall of Fame inductee at some point, simply because he's come on so many times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Phillips of 1010XL in Jacksonville, Florida. How are you doing, Michael? Well, I'm doing a lot better after that nice intro, man. That was that was great. I appreciate it. Only the best for our closest of friends. Sergio really knows how to like ease you into feeling good <laughs> yeah. about like uh, the podcast you just agreed to be on. Like, yeah. yeah like, sure. Michael, why don't you come on the pod for probably the 15th time? Yeah, sure. Even yeah, still trying to make it like the first time. So yeah. Consistency, gentlemen. Consistency. Um, listen, we're not going to beat around the bush here. It is currently 1021 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. We are less than 24 hours away from the NFL draft. Listeners, you are listening to this hopefully on Thursday morning, uh, the day of the draft. And uh, we're going to get right to it. This is the final sideline judgment mock draft. And we could not think of a better way to end the mock draft season. By uh, No better way than bringing on Michael. And we are having a three-person mock draft. We are going to have a great time here. Gentlemen, I explained the rules beforehand. There's the possibility for trades. Don't feel like you have to. Don't feel like you need to. But if you want to, then we will have that possibility. And so we are going to be able to go through them. Michael will be going third because he will have the interesting decision of picking for the San Francisco 49ers. Tyler will be going first. And I, Sergio, will be going second. We'll then be going in order and just going back and forth and back and forth and seeing what happens. So... Without further ado, we're going to get started. Tyler, are you ready? I am ready. I'm Michael, very ready. are you ready? Always, man. Always. All righty. Here we go. Tyler, with the number one pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select. Uh, I'm going to take my full time with this answer. As um, you should. It's Trevor Lawrence. Um <laughs> Let's go ahead and cut away the commercial now. Uh, it's Trevor Lawrence. It's, it's been Trevor Lawrence. It will continue to be Trevor Lawrence. And in less than 24 hours, it will be Trevor Lawrence forever. So so, so before before yeah. we go on in this obvious pick, at least in our opinion, Michael, we haven't heard your take on Trevor Lawrence and everything. Tyler and I have talked about him ad nauseum uh, for the past few months. What's your take on Trevor Lawrence? Why do you think he's the unequivocal number one overall pick? And as not only a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, but someone who works in the Jacksonville sports media, how big of a deal is this for the Jags and for North Florida and the NFL in Florida in general? Well, it can't, it cannot be understated how impactful he, he is going to be. I, I saw a story on News for Jacks, one of the local TV uh, stations here, about how the economy from him being the top pick, just that has already impacted the community. So it's it's going to be crazy uh, in terms of him. He does he does everything well. I'm everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah, we don't we don't have to go to X's and O's. Run. Yeah, he does just everything well. There's not a glaring hole in his game whatsoever. He's just he's a perfect prospect uh, almost. If there ever was one, he's the closest thing. Yeah. He's a surefire hit and. I love the fact that all of this noise, I, I say noise, about the, the SI article came out when it did mm -hmm. because all of a sudden the guy that doesn't have a chip on his shoulder now may have that chip. I, I don't know, but 
he doesn't strike me as that type of dude, but if there ever was a reason, the slander that he's gotten over the last few weeks, which is absurd, may uh, may lead him to that point. So I'm interested to see how he responds to that. I always thought it was hilarious to me that um, everybody got mad at Trevor Lawrence for that because I thought that was like the most mature take Trevor Lawrence could have had, that he doesn't have yeah. a chip on the shoulder. Because you know what, he, what everyone on Twitter would have said if he said, yeah, I got a chip on my shoulder? He'd be like, you've been the number one prospect since you were like in middle school. Exactly. What do you have to be a chip on your shoulder about? So there's no way to win here. But like, I thought it was a very mature response because, like, yeah, he hasn't had that battle from the sheerest of adversity. Yeah. But in a, in that ways, it makes his greatness somewhat even more um, impressive to me. Yeah, his uh, yeah. his talent because he d- is not coming from it from it from that angle. But I'm just excited to have him in Jacksonville, dude. I watched him as a junior in high school play Bartram Trail, the high school I went to, on ESPN. And he threw he, – they scored 34 points in like two and a half quarters. And in high school. Bartram, in high yeah, school. Bartram, <laughs> Bartram nearly came back, but they had started to kind of put in backups. And Trevor played the whole time, but he was phenomenal then. The, there were talks about him going to these camps, these rivals camps, where college players were at, college quarterbacks like Jared Goff were at, and he was already the best quarterback there. Like, oh, Yeah. Yeah, that that's and that's the thing with Trevor where there's a reason that listen, this is definitely a uh, there was this conversation in one of my classes about pitchers and how one guy was like, "Oh, DeGrom isn't as good of a pitcher cuz he doesn't win." And there's this whole conversation about, you know, yeah. your team letting you down. But uh yeah, that was just wild. But um the situation here is that Trevor Lawrence has only lost 3 games in his entire career since being the starter in high school. Like the man knows how to win games. The man is always in the right situation. The man always puts his team in the right situation. And I'm just very excited for you two to have a franchise quarterback. Welcome. Yeah, what's this like? It feels great. Um, Should be cool. There, there will be slander coming because, um, oh, you know, he fun. plays in Jacksonville and not many people are going to be a fan of that. Uh, but screw them and enjoy your franchise quarterback. So It's already come out. Stephen A. Smith was asked, oh, what do you think of Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville? He's like, I don't give a damn about Jacksonville. He's like, yeah. Right. Well, that's not the question, Stephen. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks yeah. for slandering Duval for no reason. I, I am pro yeah. Jacksonville, as as you both know. So uh, I hope that this <laughs> I hope that this happens. My time in, in North Florida at UF definitely uh, did that. So endeared it a little bit. It yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, let's move forward. The number two pick is held by the New York Jets. Tyler, you are the GM. Who are you going to take it to? No, you're the GM. Uh, that's right. I'm the GM. I'm so dumb. I apologize. You, you don't get to pass that the responsibility of the Jets on me. Listen, you I just take that, man. I just didn't <laughs> want to do that. So let let me preface this real quick. I am making these picks as to what I believe will happen. This is my predictive yeah. mock draft. This isn't who I think they should take because if I'm taking if I'm picking for the GM of the Jets and I I personally would take Justin Fields because in my opinion he's the second best quarterback in the draft. But because the Jets are the Jets, they don't believe that uh, subtle jab. So for that reason, I'm going to go with every single report and what seems like it's a foregone conclusion. At number two, the Jets will select Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. Yeah. I'm good with it. Like, so, I mean, so here we go. I'm good with it because I understand what they're doing. They're very much enamored and they think that there are Mahomes-esque qualities within Zach Wilson. I'm not saying he's, Zach, I'm not saying he's Pat Mahomes, so please don't. Take that out of context. I'm saying that there are qualities that he shows. But in reality, 
Those are qualities that I think Justin Fields also has. Those are qualities that I think Trey Lance uh, also has to an extent. Um, I just don't, I just think uh, Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in the draft. And I don't understand what happened between having that phenomenal Clemson game in the semifinal on the biggest stage of his career to date, where he showed up, got hit in the hip, got hurt clearly, and still went on and and performed at a high quality Mm -hmm. level where everyone said, oh yeah, unequivocal QB2. Versus now when we're seeing things happen where people are questioning if he likes football, people in this and that. And I'm not going to, I won't be afraid to say it. Very race baity comments, very dog whistle type comments. And so I believe that that definitely has a, a factor to it. Um, but I'm not knocking Zach Wilson and thinking he's a bad prospect. No, I think he's a very good prospect. I agree with that. I just think he's not, that he's not a bad prospect, right? I just no. think that Justin Fields is better. It's not like it's Kellen Mond or anything. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna go into we're that. Not, no, we're not. Chris I had to throw it out there. I had, I had to. It's hey, he's about to get drafted. This is the last episode before he gets drafted, probably before he gets drafted uh-huh. um, or draft has started. So yeah, I got to get my last couple. Kellen Mond is not that good. Takes out. Okay, I I, I respect the commitment to the bit. Uh, let's move on to pick three, which is the San Francisco 49ers. As is known, uh, they got this pick from Miami. Uh, Michael, this is this pick is going to determine how the rest of the top 10 and the rest of the first round goes. So who do you have, Michael? Who do the Niners take? Okay, so I'm going to preface this. You said that we're to are we so are we projecting who these teams will take or are we can we give who we think they'll take? That's up to you. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna do my picks as to who I think the teams would take based on the board and how it falls. So that's up to okay. you, my guy. That's up to you. I'm I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna do who I think they should take. Okay. I and like this. I'm gonna go with uh, Justin Fields. He okay. Can't, Smart I, man. I, just, I just think Smart he's man. the the best available quarterback, yeah. and I think he fits what Kyle Shanahan really wants even better than a Mac Jones would. Now Mac Jones may be able to run that offense slightly better early, but not by, I think a big enough margin to where it makes so much higher with Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. To take him before Justin and Justin adds that running ability. And you know how much Kyle Shanahan loves to mix things up in the ground game and adding that element is just going to make it that much more, you know, I think appealing for him. So I, I, I got to go Fields. Yeah, great pick. I actually, I will say, I actually think that is that, not only is that what should happen, I think that's what will happen. Okay. I kind of do too. See, I, I'm, I I'm different from you guys. Thing is a bit of a smokescreen. I'm, I'm different from you guys because I do think Mac Jones is a smokescreen, but I think they're going to go Trey Lance. That's, that's where that's, that's where I think, it, I think that's where yeah. I think we differ because here's the thing Trey Lance has only started 17 games in his career and he <laughs> definitely has the tools I know he definitely has the tools to succeed because we've seen it happen and I remember two years ago Tyler I was watching the FCS playoffs and I texted you and I was like hey this uh Trey Lance kid really good um and so he has True. the tools and, and the possibilities but I think he'll be able to sit if they take Trey Lance which is what I think will happen they will keep Jimmy G for this season because when you look at the way Jimmy G's contract is set up, if they cut him this year, they take a massive dead cap hit. If they cut him next year, it's significantly less. And now I'm not yeah. saying they're going to cut him, but I believe that they will try to explore trade options. I think that they'll do a similar thing with Tua. Well, they're, they'll start the season with Jimmy G. Maybe they give Trey Lance the wheels to the car later on in the season. But I think it'll be more of a Pat Mahomes, Alex Smith situation. And then they'll gotcha. move on from... Jimmy G. So that that's personally my opinion. I really do believe that they want to hold on to him. 
and they can get him some experience and get him in the pro I mean, system. And he has to. He has to still be alive by Sunday. Like <laughs> that's that we're never gonna know. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Shanahan, the most non-answer that. ever. <laughs> he, he basically, he basically, they basically it, said, "What's your favorite part about life?" And he said, "What is life?" He basically just turned it into a philosophy question. So I hated that. I hated that I so much, Master Matt. Like it, it's one of those things. Like is a masterful Aikido misdirection. Like redirect the energy back at you, uh-huh. except for the fact that we all yeah. saw him do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. All right. So if that happens, that means that we have Trevor Lawrence one, Wilson two, Fields three, Tyler. There are reports that the Falcons are very much. They very much like Trey Lance, but most of the reports coming out in the past couple of days have indicated that they will be taking Kyle Pitts. So you have the okay. power here for the Falcons, what pick are you going to make? Well, first things first, I'm going to listen to any trade offers. Okay. Um, okay, fine. So, okay. Um, I'm not, this is not going to be a common thing for me in the, in this draft, but I think for this pick Atlanta, you have to listen to some trade offers. Like, okay. So, so then let me, all right, Tyler, I am the general, I'm Matt rule. I'm the general manager of the, I'm the coach of the Carolina Panthers at pick eight. I'm, Answering the phone. We just got rid of Teddy Bridgewater. Correct, correct. Hey, Tyler, what's up? Hey, hey, man, how's it going? It's good. Hey, I know you're on the clock. Uh, I'm interested in pick four. What's the price? I'm gonna put put the phone down for a second. I, uh-huh. oh, guys, what's guys? What the price? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, two firsts. Two firsts. Uh, okay. Meaning this year's first and two additionals. Correct. No, 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 no. This year's first and another first. Okay, done. Call it in. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I forgot. I, nope, I, it's Tyler, already been called in. Tyler, Tyler, <laughs> he's, he's me, uh, said, forgot that this is the Panthers, so uh-huh. I would have hung up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> because it's your division. It's the there you go. Yeah. All right, so I respect that. H- hanging up, so that means Panthers can't make that trade. GM um, Tyler's not that stupid. Tyler Tyler's that stupid, and I forgot. <laughs> GM Tyler wouldn't, his, his job's on the line. It's his, so, he can't trade the Panthers or it's his ass. <laughs> so, so amongst um, the teams in the back half of the top 10, I think Carolina is the one that wants to trade up the most, but unfortunately they're not doing business with Atlanta. Or let me put, that, no let me put it this way. Atlanta's not doing up. business with Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. There's right, no right, place right. for them to trade up because the only team no. looking to trade down is Atlanta. Right. And Atlanta's not going to trade to Carolina unless no. it's a really good offer. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So yeah. then Tyler, since there's no offers there, what are you taking? Uh, I'm taking Kyle Pitts. I'm not going to okay. overthink this. All right. Smart pick. Go Gators. There you I go. may be biased, but um, I may be crazy, but I think I'm right. Um, <laughs> he is a weapon, offensive weapon, and I we've waxed poetic for about two years about Kyle Pitts at this point, so I don't yeah. think I need to give it any more explanation than that. He's I, going I agree. in the top 10. Let me, let me ask you a question. Do you find okay. any truth, you too, Michael, do you find any truth to the rumors that the Falcons are willing to trade Julio Jones because of their cap situation. Um, Let me give you a theory. I believe that that's true. If they take Kyle Pitts, to me, it's further fuel in the fire. Because when you look at what Arthur Smith did in in Tennessee, right? Ran a lot, had basically A.J. Brown out there as like the speed guy. You throw Calvin Ridley in that position as that deeper threat and able to go get separation and play action. You run a 12 personnel, so you run a two tight end system there in Atlanta with Kyle Pitts, and he can go out into the slot like he did at Florida all the time. You got Kyle Pitts, and you also have um, uh, Hurst, right? 
Hayden Hurst is in there yeah. as well, then maybe they can maybe take uh, one of these running back, maybe a Javante William in round two or something, and they can start to kind of replicate that kind of offense that was run in Nashville. Granted, nobody is Derrick Henry, but it's still a similar situation. And I think that that's definitely a possibility and smoke to the fire if they take Kyle Pitts like they're considering. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see it. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. I, I could see it. I think the Julio stuff, they're just kind of putting feelers out there. That's more so what it is. I don't okay. really buy into any of that because additionally, I hate to be like this, but like the general, the new general manager and head coach aren't going to last long if the first thing that they do is get rid of Julio Jones. Yeah, arguably, like, arguably a top 10 receiver. There's a very human history. element to that that is just not going to – I would yeah. be terrified to try and get rid of Julio Jones if, if I'd been on the job for years. Like, yeah, um, right, exactly. So, like, okay, I understand. I just wanted to put the feeler out and wanted to see how it went. Uh, let's move yeah. forward. We spent a lot of time here in the top four picks. Uh, next up is Cincinnati at five. I have that pick. Tyler, I know that we talk a lot about how Cincinnati's taking alignment, Cincinnati's taking alignment, they have to, they have to. And Penny Sewell has fallen into their lap. So that is definitely a plus for them. But... I was listening to a couple podcasts and I forgot who it was. So this is not my original thought. I just want to put that out there. Um, But basically what the gist was Cincinnati's pick here is going to tell us a lot about what they prioritize in their franchise. When you look at what they did in the off season, they signed two offensive tackles. Um, They went out. I think they can address their interior offensive line, maybe in the early second round, considering they have a mid thirties pick and someone like, um, Elijah Vera Tucker is going to be there, I think, at that point. So maybe they do that way. And for that reason, in this draft, I truly believe this might be the case. I think they're going to go with Jamar Chase. Now, I believe that Terrible. they should. Listen, I believe that they should take Penny Sewell. They should get that lineman insecure, not just because I'm a Dolphin fan and I want Jamar Chase. No, but I think that that is what they should do. What they will do, I believe, is not do the right thing. They're going to kind of get greedy and eat with their eyes, kind of put too much food on their plate, and they're going to take the fun toy. It's going to be basically like a uh, Saquon Barkley, New York Giants situation where they should have taken Quentin Nelson. That's a smarter pick, but they're definitely going to get a fantastic weapon and a great um, skill player, even though long-term, the better pick would have been um, Penny Sewell. So for that reason, I'm going to give them Jamar Chase, pairing back up Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Um, and I think that hindsight will be 2020 later on in life. So that is why I am taking Jamar chase for the Bengals. Misguided and terrible. Um, <laughs> I agree Jamar with chase you. Tyler. Player. I, I just, I really think that they, they should, he, he Joe Burrow's not gonna be able to throw to him. I agree. Like, I agree. If the damn picture they posted for their new uniforms of Joe Burrow sitting on that throne with his scar, just facing out, wasn't a sign to like, yeah, maybe, maybe we should get protection yeah. for this guy. I don't know what it is. Like, it just, it, yeah, they should absolutely take so. Yeah, I agree with you. Listen, I'm, I'm, we're all on the same page. Take this, this is a predictive on Sergio's side. So. Exactly. Yeah. Take the generational left tackle, but I think that they won't, won't do that, which will be a dumb decision, but it is what it is. Moving on to my Miami Dolphins, I am entrusting my happiness and my mental sanity to you, Michael. Who do you think the Dolphins will take at six, given how the draft has fallen? Well, I'm going Penny, Penny Sewell. Mm-hmm. You, you can't pass up that guy. Can, I don't think you can pass mm-hmm. him up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that good. He's going to provide great protection for Tua, and I think really benefit his ability to, to slow the game down. I think that really hurt him a lot last year. 
and not really having necessarily all the time that he needs to process because he would have to move around in the pocket and things mm-hmm. weren't you know great. They weren't terrible, but I think you can't pass up a, a value pick like Sewell at, at six. He's, yeah. he's a franchise left tackle. And, and in this case, he'd be the right tackle, but but he's definitely franchise yeah. and, and would be able to slide in there perfectly. Listen, uh, it may not be the flashy pick. It may not be the pick that Dolphins Reddit and Dolphins Twitter is happy about in the short term because we want weapons, this and that, whatever. But if we can walk away with a generational left tackle at pick, at pick six and he falls to our lap and we gain that additional draft capital um, yeah. with these trades that we've made, I'm all there. I'm all there for it. Give me Penny Sewell an additional first rounder. Uh, any day of the week, I'll, I'll take that. Absolutely. That's a smart decision. And at, and at 18, there's still weapons. I agree. There. I'm f- in full agreement. And this is a very deep wide receiver class. And we have two second rounders yeah. and they're both high level second rounders, or at least the, um, the Houston pick is a, is a high level second rounder in the mid thirties. So I'm not opposed to that at all. Great pick. Thanks for not ruining my birthday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up, we have the Detroit lions at pick seven. Tyler, you're in charge. Who All right, yeah, this, this this deep wide receiver core about to get a little less deeper. This is Jalen Waddle smash send. Um, <laughs> no, no questions. Well, okay. actually, well, you know, one question. Uh huh. Is Mac Jones better than Jared Goff? So, first of all, you're funny. Second of all, <laughs> I want to ask. I want to ask a question here. Um, Michael, you hold pick fifteen with New England. Do you see any possibility of New England trading up to pick seven to get ahead of Carolina? In this case, to get someone like maybe a just uh, Trey Lance or maybe a Mac Jones, even though I wouldn't take Mac Jones, I would rather take Trey Lance. Michael, since you hold that 15 pick with New England, are you willing to trade up in front of Carolina to get a quarterback here or or not? <sighs> Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. It would it would have to be for the right price though. Oh, okay. All right. So, Tyler, are you willing to field offers? I as I, Detroit down to the 15? Lions currently have the card, and they are uh-huh. literally an inch away from putting it down on the table. <laughs> uh, so you better make it fast. Better make it good. Okay, they're trying, to, they're trying to practice to emulate Jalen Waddle's speed. This is so <laughs> unbelievable. Their time is the reason they need Jalen Waddle. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Will Carolina take a quarterback? I don't know. Yeah, no. Carolina did just get rid of Bridgewater, but they, they added Sam did, Darnold. did, but Sam Darnold, that just makes Sam Darnold the clear-cut guy, it seems. Mm-hmm. Replaced Teddy Bridgewater. But Listen, I'm, Den- I'm, say- I'm saying this. Might. I'm saying this, and I brought this up because I have the Carolina pick, and I'm telling you, if there's not a trade made, a quarterback is being taken. Yeah. So oh that's why I was bringing All it right. up. All right, so I'll give you uh, – I would offer 15 first round next year uh, a, and a second next year and a second the year after. So so it's pick swap, obviously, an additional pick first swap. and two seconds. Yeah. Detroit's in rebuilding. I'm going to yes. say yes to that. Okay. Cool. All right. We have our first trade of the night. New England um, yep. is trading with... Detroit to move from 15 all the way up to seven. And in addition to that, Detroit is receiving New England's first round pick next year, New England's second round pick next year, and New England's second round pick the year after that. So, wow, look at that. 
Nice trade. And I, I think that's what would happen. So with the seventh pick, Michael, who are you taking? We got to go Trey Lance. Oh, I got to go. I'm going boy. Trey Lance. Okay. I know okay. Mac Jones is still there, but I'm going Trey Lance no. because I, I actually heard this today. Uh-huh. Trey Lance fits exactly the Belichick system right now far better than almost any other quarterback. They because of what they're can. building with Cam Newton? Or... Yeah. Yes. Um, but it, the upside is obviously higher, and he wouldn't have to play immediately. Cam's still a serviceable quarterback. Mm-hmm. He can help him learn how to become a pro and yada, yada. Um, so I think Trey Lance is the uh, the better long-term pick, if that makes sense. Yeah. And Sergio's heart just broke in half. Um, but besides Ooh. that, I, I do think it's a great pick. I do think that's a great idea. The reason I kind of like suggested this trade was because I believe next up with Carolina – I believe that uh, they would have taken Trey Lance if he was there on the board. I don't think mm-hmm. Carolina is going to take Mac Jones because they already have Sam Darnold and not to like stereotype, but they're like the same player. So um, I'm not really going to go ahead and do that. I think they're going to go give Sam Darnold, especially after giving up two second rounders. Um, so with this, now I have Carolina. Also, Tyler, in 15, 16, you'll just pick back-to-back since we're trading. And stuff. I understand. I understand. Okay. All right. Um, let's take a look and see what we can do here with Carolina. Um, Carolina and Matt Rule. Matt Rule is a guy who went completely defense all of last year's draft. Literally took yeah. all defensive players. Um, and, I mean, they still have you know, some weapons. They did get rid of Teddy Bridgewater, like we said. That was a trade that happened today. Um. Their needs here say tackle, corner, and tight end. Uh, well, the best tight end in the draft's off the board. You can really have your pick of corners at this point. Um, but I think I'm going to go with a, a guy that is rising draft boards and the second best tackle. I'm going to go Rayshon Slater. I think they're um, one thing, one reason why uh, Sam Darnold didn't work out in New York uh, was because he really didn't have great line protection. It wasn't until last season when they got Mekhi Becton that was really showing like he could succeed very well. So I think that the smart decision here would be to give him time to to throw. They already have a decent line, um, but they definitely need to enforce the bigger pieces on there. So Rayshon Slater, a guy from Northwestern that if you watch his tape when he took on like Chase Young when they played Ohio State, he was the person that neutralized Chase Young the most. Now, I'm not saying he stopped Chase Young because that's Chase Young, but he neutralized him the most out of any tackle that he went up against. And that says a lot considering that chase young was a guy that potentially would have gone one overall. Um, if it wasn't for Joe Burrow's like magical season. So, uh, yeah, Rayshon Slater to Carolina. That's my I like pick. That. Yeah. That's my pick. All right. Next All up, right. we have the, with the Denver, Denver Broncos. Michael, you have another pick here at pick nine. So what are you going to do? We gotta go. We have to go opposite of all the trouble that they've had with uh, Drew Locke. Drew Locke is kind of sporadic. He takes chances, and the exact opposite of that is Mac Jones. And I'm wow. going Mac Jones. Okay, so so here's here's my question then. Because the team that Car- that Carolina traded Teddy Bridgewater to was the Denver Broncos. Yeah. So he is the presumptive starter, right? Or at least will compete with Drew Locke. 
So you want your quarterback room to be Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, and Mac Jones? Yeah, man. Okay. All right. Why, like, what I don't quite get is this idea that, like, they, yeah, they got Bridgewater, but they, they spent a six, six round pick for him. So honestly, if they cut him here in the next probably won't matter. Right. It won't matter. No, it's not. So maybe he works. And if he comes in and he's better than Drew Locke, he could be the starter for the, uh, you know, for the season. Yeah. If they needed to, and then okay. have Mac Jones come in and just say sayonara to Drew Locke. If, because Drew Locke's been so up and down, and I don't know, it doesn't seem like they're very happy with him. So they need, I think they need a new start at quarterback. Okay. And basically move on from Drew Locke, have Teddy Bridgewater come in as a stopgap, and then Mac Jones be the guy going forward. Listen, See, I, I respect it. I respect it. I'm just mad because now I can't do my my Mac Jones. Would this team take Mac Jones? Joke, um, <laughs> Michael. Like, in, I, the, in the last episode, we didn't even we, get out of the top ten. <laughs> didn't even get out of it. No, like, we, we we joked that Mac Jones was going to go to every single team, and even after he was taken, I think in like the high twenty. That that was a what people should do mock draft. Yeah. So we had him in like the mid twenties, and after he was taken. Uh, we still were joking, like, yeah, you know, what if Mac Jones goes here, even though he's off the board? So you killed you killed the Tyler joke very early on, which I honestly um, thank you for. So okay, all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> birthday, that case, that's my birthday gift to you, man. Thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate that. I hate this. Next um, up is the Dallas Cowboys, and Michael, you are making that pick. What are you talking about? It's my pick. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely making that pick. Listen, I made three out of the last blue. four picks. Gentlemen, for the listeners, it's listeners at home, we have this like color coded blue, orange, and, and and black, and like um, it's a little confusing because <laughs> a little bit. That's a little bit. That's why I'm messing up. It's also like almost eleven, guys. So, got us. We're yeah, all tired no, here. Understand. We're all we're all pushing through. My pick. Yeah, uh, we're Winston Bishop level blind. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow, that's that's a Winnie, reference. Winnie um, the Bush. Winnie the Bush. All right, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take a page from Sergio's book, and I can't believe I'm saying this player is gonna be CB one, but the Dallas Cowboys are gonna draft JC Horn. Let's uh, go! And what I don't necessarily believe is the right corner to draft here, but is the corner that they are drafting in this. See, see, we disagree here though, because I, I, I think JC Horn's CB one. I do. I like him more than Sertan. Um, and there's no disrespect to Sertan, but listen, I watched Trevon Grimes beat him in the in the SEC title game multiple times. I saw him I saw him get uh, blown into the dust by Kadarius Tony a couple times in that game. Uh, I like JC Horn. I think he protected himself by playing in the beginning of the season, and when Muschamp got fired, he sat out because he was playing lights out up to that point, and he was one of the few bright spots on that Carolina Gamecocks team. So His Auburn tape is amazing. Despite it the is. Fact that Auburn have a passing attack right um so that that's why i like him the most i did i don't like the subtle little like yeah auburn doesn't have a passing attack so blah, well blah, it's blah. a chicken or the egg do they not have a passing attack because <laughs> bo nicks and their receivers aren't that good and the passing tree's not that good but also the fact that it can't be easy to throw when jc horn is one of the cornerbacks <laughs> like i just i don't think it's the chicken or the egg i think it's the omelet after the egg is made because sometimes you get good eggs sometimes you get bad eggs and that's the bo nick story on like sometimes you're no, gonna get more. a good day sometimes you're gonna get a bad day and that's just bo i was wondering where that analogy was going and like oh, <laughs> it worked like, uh, it came out at the end a, that's like getting a cracked egg in the carton trying to use it and then dropping it on the floor all right, enough egg metaphors. All right? <laughs> the point is, JC Horn at number ten. We're moving on. <laughs> okay, um, JC Horn at ten. Now, 
I have the next pick, and it's the New York Giants. And all right, here's here's where I where I say this. Who the Giants should take is Micah Parsons because they are notorious. Probably. They are notorious for not having those types of ed- edge rushers, and I believe that that would complement their team better and would set them up more for success in the long term. But because this is Dave Gettleman we're talking about, his eyes are going to get enormous, and he's going to see, oh my gosh, Jalen Waddle has fallen to me. I'm going to take him. Now, Jalen Waddle is not a bad player whatsoever. Love him to death. Think he's going to be fantastic. I just don't think that it is smart team building by the Giants. Because you know why? If Dave Gettleman would have drafted uh, Quentin Nelson, he, he would have a future Hall of Fame guard on his line. If he would have just not drafted Daniel Jones, they would be in a better position in terms of the offense and at the quarterback position. And then on top of that, I think in this case, he should take Micah Parsons, but he will go with the flashy thing, especially even though he signed uh, Kenny Galloway to a big contract. I think that they're going to go and take uh, Jalen Waddle, but one of the, to my opinion, the best receivers still on the board. Um, and uh, yeah, they'll take Waddle because he fell to him. Not that he's a bad player. This is very similar to the Cowboys last year taking uh, CD Lamb, where they shouldn't have taken a wide it's receiver. Stronger. Exactly. It's like, all right, cool. So you're just going to try to outscore everyone. And until Dak got hurt, they did. So uh, it kind of worked in that favor. So uh, I'm going to give the Giants uh, Jalen Waddle here. Michael's very sad. Yeah. Sorry, dude. I know. I'm so sorry. It, was, yeah, it, it makes it makes my decision a little easier, to okay. be honest. Because the Eagles uh, have picked 12. It's important yes. to know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to go Devontae Smith because that was who I was deciding Ooh. between. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, pairing him back up with uh, Jalen Hurts, little Alabama love. And the Heisman Trophy winner is going to go to Philadelphia, and hopefully he'll uh, – He'll be able to recreate what he did as a Heisman Trophy winner and all this uh, stuff about him being 175 pounds or whatever it was. 166. 166. 166. Yeah. That is scary. But that one, gonna, I, I think he's good. So so that didn't pull me away to saying he's not going to be successful, this and that, whatever. But it definitely made me say, all right, I would – excuse me. I would rather take Waddle than Smith yeah. in a 1v1 because, listen – I weighed 166 in like the 12th grade and in like my freshman year of college. Thinking back as to how fragile I was, I can't imagine playing NFL football at that weight. You know what I mean? Granted, I'm not six foot two or whatever, how tall he is and on a nutritional plan, but like, you know, it's still, it's still small. That's the thing that I love is that there are some people that are like, I think I've said this before. Some people are like, well, they'll put uh, they'll put um, you know, some weight on him with a weight program. Like this man went to Alabama. <laughs> you think he yeah. didn't try that? Like, yeah, right. You're Nick being naive. You can't get it to happen. It's not happening. Like, exactly. The man's body's just built differently. So, in in whatever way you want to take it. So, uh, I I like the pick. I think it's a good pick. Um, and and yeah, listen, you guys. No offense, Tyler. Um, no offense, Michael. But you know the. It just hasn't been. Howie Roseman has not drafted wide receivers very well, and why, he's going to get. I this? No, no, I just misspoke. I said the wrong person. Okay. Um, 
And, you know, I just think this is a situation where there's no, he can't get this wrong. Like, you cannot get this one wrong. Like, you know what I mean? After last year, man. (laughs) It has been a crazy couple years. The damn Vikings were laughing at them. The best part about that, the best part about that entire video was that the Vikings didn't even have to communicate to each other who it was they were taking. They were like, wow, look at what these, look at what Philly did. They just gifted us Justin Jefferson. All the dude said, he was like, I'm on it. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll take him. We'll take him. All right. He just said, hey, hey," the coach just said his name. He's like, no, I'm on it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So next up, we have the LA Chargers. Tyler, you're picking for them. Who do you have? All right, they need uh, offensive tackles to protect uh, Justin Herbert, who's you know somehow really good. Mm-hmm. But we all missed that. Not our somehow. fault. Not our fault. Not our fault. It's Mario. It's Mario Cristobal's fault. It's Marcus Arroyo's fault. Absolutely. Not us. I think zero blame. They give them Christian Arasaw out of Virginia Tech, the offensive tackle. Great pick. Uh, protect protect that man. Yeah, I think that's a because, that's a that's but, a good pick. It, it, it's hard when you find really good quarterbacks in the draft, even though we all think that we know what's going to happen. Like when you really find a good one, especially when we all thought he was going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Like, right. So let's please protect him and not, not ruin his legs or anything like a certain quarterback at Cincinnati ac- accidentally did. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, yeah. I'm a dolphin fan and he went right after us and we took two over him and you know, everyone's going to always compare that and always say, Oh, the dolphins could have had, Justin Herbert, but like, listen, th- I, I was, I've been on the record for saying this man was Ryan Tannehill 2.0 and he was the furthest thing from that. And literally it, I'm not alone in that sentiment because based on what we had, right. Based on the information we had at the time, there was no way to predict that he was going to be what he was last season in the pros. You know, that was just, yep. we never saw it. We didn't see it. And it was just a complete 180. and good for him. I want him to succeed. I've made peace with that. Like I love to, I still think he's going to be a successful quarterback. And I still think it's going to work for us. So, like, I'm not, I'm not in that man. I wish we would have taken Herbert. Absolutely not. Um, I would have made this it, given the same information at the same time. I would have made the same decision. So, um, granted, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it is what it is. All right. Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings, and I am going to be picking for the Vikings. And to me, I think this is a relatively easy pick given how the board has fallen. You look at their needs: it's interior offensive lineman, edge, and tackle. Um. I kind of wanted to go with a tackle here and take Alex Leatherwood because I like him that much. I just don't think that he's worth at that value, especially when you have an edge need and especially when you have an edge need and players like um, Micah Parsons are sitting there. Now, granted, Micah Parsons is technically a linebacker, but we saw it multiple times over at Penn State. He can rush the quarterback really well. He can drop back into coverage. He's one of those uh, tweeners in that case where he can rush the quarterback and he can also play in that linebacker spot as well. So I'm going to give them, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give them Micah Parsons out of Penn State. Uh, So yeah, that's my, um, that's my pick for them. All right. Yeah. All right. Next up. We have the D thank you very much. The Detroit lions because they traded back with new England. And so Tyler, you have back-to-back picks here. You have Detroit and Arizona. So who are you going to go with for Detroit here at 15? Okay. So important to note, Detroit traded with the Patriots. I texted my friend, friend of the show, Mm -hmm. uh, Blake Brandon, who's a Patriots Ah, fan. Yes. uh, About that. um, In this mock draft, uh, Trey Lance has gone to the Patriots. His, his response is pain is just French bread. 
And due to personal reasons, I will pass away if that comes to pass. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's not a fan of that? He <laughs> he is not a fan of Trey Lance. He feels wow. the way he about Trey Lance that like a bunch of us felt about Justin Herbert last year. Or he's like, just like he doesn't see it. He or like day day, day day with Zach Wilson? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're another friend of the show, Day Day. I was like, nope, Zach Wilson will not be good. Yeah, he's Which, just he's so out. Extreme to me. Um, right. Anyway. But Detroit Lions, you're back at 15. Mm-hmm. What do you have available to you? Let's look. Your number one need right now is wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And God, the next best wide receiver, they're not they're not good enough. Not good enough for that. So let's see what else we can get. Um, you do need some offensive tackle help. Right. You could always use a cornerback. I'm going to go with, let's look at some, Patrick Rutan's still on the board, and, you know, Ooh, it's a yeah. pick that could make it seven, mm-hmm. and now they're here at 15, and he's still there. And they got, an, and in this case, they got an additional first and in two additional seconds. Yeah, so I'm going to take Patrick Rutan in the second. Wow, that's a, that is a great draft for the Lions if that happens. Like, day one is, is a success. Like, that, they won the draft, if, in my opinion, in terms of, like, playing the game of, you know, the draft or whatever. Like, that, that's, that's a fantastic situation going into Friday. The Cardinals are justifiably incensed um, at pick number 16. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Absolutely um, they are. Like, it's just, it's not that they couldn't get him, is that it was right there. Yeah. Like, it's, the, it's, um, it's how Michael but, felt with um, Waddle going to pick before him. Uh-huh. We'll switch over to the offense, uh, the offensive side of the ball. They're going to take um, Elijah Vera Tucker, interior offensive lineman out of USC, mm-hmm. shore up that line for Kyler Murray because um, he'd be running around too much, in my opinion. I, I do be agreeing that he'd be running around a bit too much. Um, good pick. Good pick. I like that Additionally, pick. you know, always good time to re- remind everyone of that tweet that uh, somebody said that why does Kyler Murray always look like he's t- he runs he runs like a toddler who's trying to like run away from the <laughs> Yes, he does. Like, absolutely. Does. I say that with the utmost respect. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, he's a very fast toddler, so. If my future toddler runs like that, man – um, all right, so next up, we have the Vegas Raiders. That I'm going to make this pick here. Um, major needs, you have interior defensive linemen, uh, basically defensive tackle. You have offensive line, linebacker. Uh, I think this is a situation uh, where they're going to kind of go in the trenches for sure. And when you look at the best available at those positions, um the best available defensive lineman is Christian Barmore and the best available offensive tackle is Alex Leatherwood. And I think they would value Alex Leatherwood's versatility a bit more than they would Barmore. So for that reason, I'm going to give them Alex Leatherwood at pick 17. Listen, this is a guy that played all five positions in college at both Florida state and Alabama. Hey, Hey, you're not going to hear me being upset about Christian Barmore continuing to fall. (laughs) To, you know, a certain pick that may or may not be, you know, several picks below him. Exactly. Like, I get that. I get that. So um, that's why that's why I pick Leatherwood. Um, I really like him personally, like Sergio. I love him. I think he's great. Um, and if we go with a skill position player at six, I wouldn't mind taking him at pick 18. But pick 18 goes to Michael. Uh, once again, picking for my Dolphins. Uh, Michael, who do you have going to 18 to Miami? So who are the, who? What are the Dolphins' biggest needs? Because they need a receiver. Uh huh. They need a weapon. Mm-hmm. They got the offensive line help, so I know they need that. Defensively, I know that they're pretty good, but where? I'll, I'll where where 
on that defense you think they would need help? So on the defensive side of the ball, we kind of like released every linebacker on the roster from last season. Every single one. <laughs> like it was kind of weird. Um, and actually the, the Penny Sewell pick makes a lot more sense at six because we traded um, Eric Flowers. Uh, yeah. We traded Eric that Flowers. So now there's – That literally just yeah. happened yesterday. And so that's a good pick there. So that addresses that. And then, yeah, we're basically – all of our starting linebackers are gone from last season. So linebacker is definitely the position that's going to need a bit more uh, shoring up. We got some good players on the line. We got Christian Wilk, uh, Wilkins, the the defensive, mm-hmm. the secondaries in the best shape. I think linebacker, if you're going to go defense, is the position definitely most needs in that case. But then also weapons. You know, we got to get to a, yeah. a running back. We got to get to a wide receivers. Um, you know, we've improved definitely in this offseason, but uh, still a lot of work to be done there. So those are like the two areas I think I would recommend. As a Dolphin fan, that's what I would like to see. So how you decide to distribute that is up to you. All right. there. There's a couple of linebackers that I personally really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and the, the receivers, there's two that I, I really like, Terrace Marshall and Rashad Bateman mm-hmm. for okay. them right. at this selection. But there's two linebackers that I love. I and at this spot, I think Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora is fantastic. Yes, I, he he's is so good, and I think he. I'm, I'm picking him. Pull I'm the trigger. Away. Let's go. If I walk away from this draft with Penny Sewell and Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora, bruh, bruh, pretty good. It's that is. Pretty good it is not flashy. It is not the. We got we got Kyle Pitts and and Najee Harris. Yeah, about no no no. But it is the <laughs> it is the smart draft. And what am I in this for? Championships. And how do you win championships by drafting intelligently? That is what we would do. Michael, I love you to death, my guy. Two fantastic <laughs> picks. Way to go. Way to kill it, my guy. Way to kill it. All Fins right. up, baby. Appreciate Fins it. up. There you go. Uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. The Washington football team yes. is the next pick. Is none too pleased with this development. No. Mac Jones is not available for them to learn behind Fitzmagic. Mm-hmm. Linebacker was just taken. A good one. But there's still some good linebackers left. Going to go to go with old reliable Zayvon Collins, the Washington football team. Okay. Good pick. I came close to picking him. So that's- I, I like – Jeremiah a little bit better, but Zayvon mm-hmm. Collins is damn good. Jeremiah's so more uh, versatile in my opinion. I agree, and and um, Zayvon Collins was the guy that I like. I'm glad that when you said there's two linebackers I like here for Miami, those were the two I was thinking of. So I'm yeah. very glad that you went with at least one of those guys. So respectfully, I love it. Uh, all right, next up we have the Chicago Bears, and I believe I'm making that pick. Go over to you the are. Doc. Yeah. I am making that pick. Okay, so the Bears uh, tackle no wide receiver. Available. No quarterbacks available, but hey, look. maybe hey, hey, Calamon's available. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that <laughs> upon the Jets, Tyler. Okay. Oh, um, that's serious. Yeah, man. I don't like Kellen Mond. I don't think he's very good. Um <laughs> no, but the and also the the Bears have Andy Dalton, bro. QB1. They tweeted it right oh, away. Red rifle. <laughs> anyway, uh tackle wide receiver, quarterback. Let's look at the offensive line situation here. Uh, we got Tevin Jenkins is on the board. Uh, Samuel Kosmi, uh, uh, Liam Eichberg, uh, all three tackles that I think will be good. It looks like a wide receivers here. Ooh, ooh, we got some fun wide receivers. Um, 
Also, Allen Robinson is in a franchise tag year. So I highly doubt that they're going to franchise him a second year after this year. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, I don't think he wants to stay. So I'm going to bank on him leaving next year, especially after Andy Dalton throws for 14 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. Um, I'm going <laughs> to... Sorry, not sorry. Um <laughs> I'm looking here at wide receivers, and given the size and the ability of these players here, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Terrence Marshall Jr. uh, and send him to Chicago. Now, the reason I went with him instead of Elijah Moore or Rashad Bateman or Kadarius Toney or Rondell Moore is because of the size, and it's because that he is more of a um, throw the ball up there and he can go get it versus Elijah Moore is kind of a tweener in terms of wide receivers, and then we know for a fact uh, Kadarius Tony is kind of that speedster guy. So I think I like Terrence Marshall a lot and I think he would fit well in there and he would be able to deliver stuff there. So for one season, they're able to get Allen Robinson. Um, they're able to get Allen Robinson and Terrence Marshall. I think it would be fun. So at this point, I feel like that's how the board would fall for them. Awesome. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I, I like that, but I don't, not a lot of people have pegged them to get uh Marshall or a, a receiver for that matter. But I, I just, I, think I just that think, when you when you look at the money that you have to pay a wide receiver that's franchised for a second year, it's not like the Bears are like a wide receiver away from contending for a Super Bowl. No, they need a quarterback. They need to improve the line. Uh, and there's no way that they're going to do that. And so get a cheaper wide receiver that's high-level talent. He's taken in the first round so he can get the fourth or the fifth-year option so he can stay there a little bit longer on the rookie deal if he's successful. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. I think it's just the smart yeah. decision there at that point. I think it's what they'll do because that that front office for all the mistakes that we make fun of them is actually pretty intelligent in terms of building everything around. They just can't find a quarterback. You know? That's the thing. Chicago typically has a good, like talented roster at least. Yeah, yeah. they're but always not talented. a cohesive, well coached, exactly quarterback. It roster. also doesn't help that they're in the same division as um, Aaron Rodgers. So, so there's that. All right, uh, moving forward, we have the Indianapolis Colts, and that is you, Michael. Who are you going to take for the Colts here at 21? All right, I know that there are a lot of concerns with this dude, but I think the upside, some people have him as a top 10 pick, at least in terms of, like, if you uh, on a big board. Yeah, and I know exactly who Colts, you're talking about. The Colts need cornerback help, and I'm going to go Caleb Farley, the uh, the kid out of Virginia Tech. Yes, he I like is. It. Really good when healthy. He would be the top corner. Agreed. I think hundred percent agreed. hundred percent agreed. If he didn't have all the injury yeah. issues, so and I gotta go him. I did that today on the Tailgaters, which is my college football radio show here at school. Uh, we did a mock draft today as well, and and I actually mocked him there to Indianapolis at twenty one. And it's also because Indianapolis is a smart organization. They know that if this is a guy that's top five talent wise. But if he can just get past that past that injury history, then there can just make an already good defense even better. And it's going to be yeah. really good. They're especially, really close, man. Yeah. They're, they're a team that's a quarterback away, um, maybe a wide receiver away, because everything else looks really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So good pick. Good pick there. Uh, next up, we have uh, the Tennessee Titans. Tyler, who are you going to take right. for Tennessee? It's me. I'm cursed with having to pick for the Titans. <laughs> All right. Let's Seems like you always here. pick for the Titans, Tyler. Why does this keep happening? I don't know, we, man. And we switch up the oh. orders and everything, and it just – I don't know. Oh, God. Well, they need quarterback, they need cornerback and wide receiver help. Mm-hmm. Um, 
God, who's left? Um, not taking Elijah Moore. Rashad uh, Bateman's there. He yeah, could... Bateman's there. Yeah, I, I thought Bateman, about Bateman. I, I mocked to hit him to them before, and they're not. Similarly, the cornerbacks here are less. Not like you just you don't really necessarily want to take these cornerbacks in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't really have that luxury of these this late in the draft. Like you kind of right. just have to because typically what happens, um, and from my understanding, is like there's typically every draft class around twenty to twenty five players that are like round one talents, mm-hmm. but there's thirty two picks exactly. Like so, a lot of times yeah. you get players you're like, I don't know, I don't know if that feels like a first round pick, but mm-hmm. except you got to. There's 32 picks. You yeah, pick one for sure. So, uh, they just took Caleb Farley out of the Titans' hands. Um, you know what? Sure, I'm gonna. I'm. They they still got to address it. I'm gonna give them Greg Newsom from Northwestern. Okay. Why? Who I have not mocked to them before. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think he's a first round player. Well, he is now, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's good enough. Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. All right, next up we have the Jets. I have the disgusting honor of picking for the Jets yet again. <laughs> um, All right, let's take a look. Corner, edge. Are there other Mormons available for you to yeah. take? Or? Is it, are there more Mormons? Yeah. <laughs> Search BYU players. Um. <laughs> All right, let's take a look. Edge corner cornerback is also a need, but again, same thing with you. They have a high level second round pick. I think they can get better value there. Um, edge is also another need. I think this is good for them here. Actually, uh, just give them Jalen Phillips out of Miami. I think that's a good pick, and he's gonna pretty favorable well. actually. Yeah, I think it's a, sp- a smart pick there. Is he the first like true edge rusher? The first true show? edge, yeah. Because before yeah. I gave. Um, I gave the Vikings Micah Parson, and he's going to serve as like an edge type player mm-hmm. because he can rush the quarterback really well. But uh, yeah, this is the first true like edge, three point stance, hand in the grass yeah. uh, player that that's I been like taken. It. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Michael, you are making that pick. Travis Etienne. It's not hard. Oh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Hold on. So, so a lot of things to unpack here. So this is pick. The guy is cast. You're sticking with it. I want to know. This (laughs) is pick 24, right? This is pick 24. Etienne is not only a running back taken in the first round, which has been unpopular in recent years, but he goes over um, Najee Harris. Harris. What's the reasoning there? Why did you make that pick? Why would you say something so bold yet so (laughs) controversial? (laughs) Yet so right. I think think he's just – a more do it all back. He's a more more of a third three down type of back, and they need a singular guy. They they don't have any committee. Benny Snell is okay. He's whatever. He I don't whatever. Right. Um, but Travis Etienne coming from what he's done in Clemson, he's not obviously rated higher than Najee Harris, but I do think he will provide Pittsburgh's offense with more. Just ability to do more. He can just do more. Okay. And so I just I think that is he may not be the straight best running back, mm-hmm. but he's I think he's a better receiver out of the backfield. I also think he's more beneficial in the blocking game. He's been pretty good at that throughout his entire career. So yeah. I, I like him a little bit more. I, I feel the thing with um Travis Etienne Jr. is that the whole Najee Harris thing was like a shiny new toy. 
where he kind of broke out this season and he was definitely yeah, like a big focal kind of like there. He'd been an athlete before. But right, like, exactly. But he really, he like, reached his, he reached his full college potential last season. Um, and we kind of forgot about Travis Etienne. I think most, excuse me, I think mostly because we expected him to declare after his junior year. Yeah, and then he yeah. came back and he's the ACC, the all-time ACC leading rusher. And yep. he's a good player. You know, he's a, very good player, and we, we talk about it all the time. Uh, he was the anchor of my college fantasy team two years ago, so I love him sure. specifically. Um, no, but yeah, it's it was I, I'm unexpected simply because of the way that the draft talk has gone recently. But I'm I'm not mad about it. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I, I like him a lot. I think he's a good player. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, and next, you know, we we forget we forget that Matt Canada is now running the, the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, and Matt Canada likes you know this fits into the jet sweep style offense that it does i can't believe big ben signed up to return for Um, (laughs) i agree i i i'm i'm perplexed uh all right tyler next up we have the jacksonville jaguars and you have the pick and i'm just wondering if we should take long or are you going to drag this out or are you just going to say christian barmore now well you know what michael michael's on the pod i want to i want to open it up for some discussion we're going to have like or Trent Baalke is going to be like, oh, I think I know we should pick. And Urban Meyer will punch him in the face, grab the phone, and be like, all right, let me call all my college coach friends that I know. What do you guys think I should do? Um, Michael, well, who do you think? What is your opinion on this pick? Because this is the big question amongst Jaguars. Yeah. Because we know yeah. what the first pick is. Exactly. The, this this is where the draft starts. For us, yeah. For the Jags. Oh, for the Jags. Honestly. I was like, what? The draft starts at pick 25? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, uh, I honestly, I'm kind of with the, it's kind of bar more unless he's not there. I, I agree with this because I think at this spot, there's Christian Barmore. If he's not there, there's Trayvon Merrick, the yep. safety who I love, but very available for us probably in, in our, you know, second round pick. Additionally, Tevin Jenkins is still here. That is true. Yep. And yes. But with all those guys there, the value isn't, I think, greater for any one particular guy. It's not like a guy that was projected to be a yeah. top 10 I think pick is for, his, for his position group is still the highest value. I think, yeah, I think he's the highest value plus the need. And look, the fact that all these other guys, Tony, Morig, all those guys that you listed are available, I think then you just pick whoever's left at 33 – which is only in like seven picks or good yeah. point. Good point. Can't argue with it. Christian Barmore. It is All come right. on down, big boy. Okay. All right. I <sighs> think it's a good pick for you guys. And I think they get it. You, I, immediate great pick for, for Jacksonville. Yeah. You get great draft class. You get a franchise quarterback. You get a defensive lineman, a yeah. starting defensive lineman. And you yeah, guys have, play. you guys have two second rounders, correct? Correct. And you have yes. the first, and you have pick 33 more importantly. Yes. Yep. So you can take, I, I think the strategy, and this is just, uh, I, I am but a mere Dolphins fan sitting in on Jack's fandom here, but I think the Jacks can take maybe uh, Tevin Jenkins at 33 if he's not gone by then, and Probably. then use that second, second rounder to address that wide receiver spot that you were talking about, considering that there's multiple yeah. players that are still in play there, you know? Yeah. This is, the, this is looking good for you guys. They might be spending 33 on Pat Fire, Firemuth. Okay. Maybe. This okay. pick's a little rich for Pat Firemuth for me. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. we'll see. Okay. All right. I like it. 
Uh, next up, we have the Cleveland Browns, and I have the that land. pick. The land. Uh, all right, let's take a look at how this board's falling. Defensive lineman, man, the, the, they, they wanted Christian Barmore to fall one more spot, but they didn't get him. Um, let's take a look here at positions. <laughs> uh, let's take a look here. I may go a little bit. I may go kind of best available in this situation simply because of the needs and the value and all that. Mm-hmm. Defensive lineman, you know, if it wasn't Barmore, it kind of drops off. Wide receiver, like we said, there's a lot of guys that can go there. Um, edge. Uh, actually, you know what? Here's the thing with here's the thing with Edge. They signed Jadavian Clowney, and they also signed Trey Hendrickson. So they have two starting caliber caliber Edge players. So I don't know if they would invest a like first round pick on an Edge player, but you have Quiddy Pay sitting there, and he is a good player, and I like him. I'm not as high as like other people are on Quiddy Pay, but but yeah. I, th- I think he's a sir a really good, a good player and can be a serviceable player in the league. I just think you you just signed Trey Hendrickson to the big deal. You just signed Jadavian Clowney on a one-year deal. Um, let me do it. I think best available is the situation, and he just happens to fill in a, a need for them. So I'll go Quiddy Pay to the Browns. Interesting. I'll go Pay for the Browns. That's the second time you've done that to me. You're, really? Yeah. Wait. Okay, so, so here's the thing. Second time I've done that to you. We are at pick 27 with Baltimore, and you are holding – yeah. The GM keys for the Ravens. Were you thinking of Quidi Pay instead of a wide receiver? Yeah. Why? They Tell need me. Defense line help, but they, they need edge help, and I know they need wide receiver help as well, badly. Yeah. But there are far more great wide receivers than there are far more great edge rushers. So I would have. Yeah, gone it's not a good edge class. Also, in, 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 you're, oh, yeah. you guys are 100 percent right, and also I forgot that they traded up to pick 31. Um, and so they could have gotten a wide receiver then. So you're hundred percent right. Yeah. My, my bad. <laughs> I was like shocked, but like I, now that we talk it through, I'm, I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I'm actually going to stick with that with mm-hmm. uh, Baltimore's pick at 27 because they have the 30th pick. Mm-hmm. Um, actually I'm going to flip that. Okay. Yeah. Or 31st pick, uh, because I'm looking now because new Orleans, it goes, Baltimore, New Orleans, Green Bay, Buffalo, and then Baltimore again. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that a Green Bay team and a New Orleans team would probably take a pass catcher. I think so. Um, it's true. So then I'm again, going the, the to Packers go. took Jordan Love. No, so. you're talking about Green Bay's taking a kicker. <laughs> like, no, no, no. They're they're drafting yeah. Jordan Love's replacement. Yeah. There um, we go. Yeah. So I'm gonna Kellen go. Mond to to. to <laughs> 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 I had to. I'm sorry for cutting you off, Michael. I had to. No, I had to. <laughs> um, I, I'm, de- I'm trying to decide between two receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this dude. I'm going to pick this dude just because it would be the most exciting thing. I think just to watch these two play together. Uh, so I'm going to go Kadarius Tony to Baltimore yes. at 27 yes. because of the just. Imagine if they ran like an option together. Yes. Oh. Gosh, I can't. He's so versatile, and they actually do. They incorporate the wide receivers a lot in the run game, and like, <laughs> ah, I just I want to see. I want to see him be successful. Did you see? There was that article that was like, when I watch Kadarius Tony, I don't find myself having fun watching him, and I'm like, <laughs> all right, clearly a robot. But um, <laughs> yeah. these Russian bots are out of out of pocket now. Dude, Man, I, I I thought the I thought football was safe against that, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah, I no. guess not. All right, 
Next up, next I like up. I like the pick a lot. You, um, we have New Orleans and Tyler. You are running that. So who do you have? Oof, 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 oof. So big needs: cornerback, wide receiver, the big ones, outside guys. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good wide receiver options available. So I'm trying to figure out with their cap situation, which basically is it's fake. Um, <laughs> the cap does they, not exist. It just myth. It's a myth. Um, it's a myth that these other the fools of the other thirty-one teams buy into this myth. Um, the Saints make no such petty mistakes. No. Um, it's like okay, so who would Sean Payton wrestle the controls for? Here's my question: the wide receivers left. If you close your eyes, who do you see Taysom Hill underthrowing? <laughs> That's what you need to picture yourself doing. Who is Taysom Hill underthrowing? Or, or, or if we want to go a different route, who is Jameis Winston throwing an yeah. interception intended to? Those are your two in options. That case, in that case, I'm going to draft Rashad Bateman because Rashad Bateman's way more of the like the the Jameis Winston squid. Nah, yeah. screw it, he's over there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Saints are going to draft Rashad Bateman. Beautiful, great pick, Minnesota. It'll be fun, and I'm going to make this Green Bay pick a whole lot easier for us because I have them here. Uh, it's Elijah Moore. It's Elijah Moore. All right. I think he would complement Devontae Adams really well. And, you know, a guy who played famous for the old piss, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not saying he didn't cause the mess, the the mess that was 2020, but I'm not saying he did. Um, So there's that. And then also is very familiar to rivalries. He's going to thrive in this Bears Packers rivalry. And anyone who celebrates a touchdown by doing pretending to pee like a dog at a rivalry game. In For the sure best I rivalry in college football, don't at me, Alabama and Auburn fans. Don't at me, Ohio State, Michigan fans. I said what I said. The Egg Bowl is the best rivalry in college football. Full stop. I agree. Um, if he can do that, then he can master the Lambo leap. So I just think it. I just think it all fits together. Elijah Moore to the Packers. Like Buffalo that. at thirty. Michael, you are the GM. Who are you taking? All right. So they really need an edge rusher. Kind of badly. They need a corner. They, they, they need defense. I'm going defense here for sure. Their smart. offense is Very electric. Um, so who's who's left right now? Yeah. What do we got? Uh, In terms of ooh. first round grades, we're we're running low. Ooh, are, are we uh, talking about defensive here? Yeah. Who's the other Miami guy? Um, Gregory uh, Gregory Russo. Yes. On Greg Rousseau. Okay. So he's right, fallen off in terms of hype around the draft, but this was a guy that, again, was a projected top 10 pick yes. before the 2020 season. And he so had 15 I. 15 sacks the year he, before. He was disgusting. And, and he was a guy that was mocked to Miami with the Houston pick, and it was like pick six or seven before the yeah. season. You know what I mean? Like, this is a fantastic talent player. I don't know why he's fallen off or people just not giving him credit or people are giving. People are putting the fact that he didn't play last year against him. I don't know what's going on there, but yeah. listen, if you're uh, Buffalo, that's going to be a nightmare for Miami. Um, I'm going to be very excited to see Greg Rousseau go up against Penny Sewell in this imaginary situation. Yeah. Cause that'll be a fun battle for the next five to eight years. For yeah. Sure. What's crazy so, is uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Jeremiah has him as his 13th overall prospect. Yeah. Because he's a really good talent. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic player. Uh, all right, so that brings us to 31, which is Baltimore. And Tyler, 
you are picking here for the Ravens. In the first pick of the Ravens' first round, Michael selected Kadarius Tony. So now that that's happened, who yeah. do you think the Ravens are going to take here? Wide receivers off the board. Edge is the primary yeah. need. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I screwed um, you with that. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, I'm not bitter. Uh, but <laughs> all right, let's just, just scroll down. Let's continue to scroll. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Oh, not bad. Keep going. Um, nah. Uh, okay. You know what? I'm going to go a little weird here. Um, no, I just, this is great podcasting. Um, (laughs) I'm going to take Joseph Osai out of Texas for edge player. Okay. Uh, and I I I have no reason for that other than I think it would, they might do it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Aziz Army might, might be a better player, but I think that, um, I've seen Joseph Osai in earlier days when he was had more draft type get mocked to them. I'm just going to go with it. Just make it a little different. Make something a little fun. Okay. All right. Um, Y'all can disagree with that if you want. No, I don't disagree. I think Ooh. in terms of edge, you're picking you're picking your personal preference here. The kind of top guys are off the board. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Michael took the a sleeper who shouldn't be a sleeper because he's actually really good, and we all thought it beforehand. Um, and I don't know what's going on that he's dropping in the in the mocks and stuff. Um, with Gregory Rousseau. Uh, that leads us to the final pick. <sighs> um, okay. So what do you do? What, who do you take when you return all 22 starters from a Super Bowl winning team? Um, so immediately I'm Sorry, thinking this is the team that'll draft kicker. <laughs> <laughs> they've done it before. Uh, this is where I'm thinking either wide receiver or running back. And it's because of Antonio Brown's on a one year deal. I don't know if they're going to want to bring him back after that. But on top of that, the running back room in Tampa is Leonard Fournette, who I just don't think is the long-term solution there. And Ron, uh, Rondell Moore and or Rondell, uh, Ronald Jones. I'm so sorry. Ronald Jones. I yeah. I was looking at the draft <laughs> at the wide receivers. Um, the news to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys. Uh, 1130 on a Wednesday. Um, no, but, uh, Rojo and I don't think they, they didn't renew Rojo's option. So this is his last year before free agency. And then same thing, Leonard Fournette one year deal. I think they're going to go ahead and try to secure that position for the next four or five years on the rookie deal. So they can allocate their resources towards other positions that are more important in that sense. And for that reason, I cannot believe this happened. I cannot believe we let this happen as a society, but Najee Harris is heading to Tampa Bay. Why would you do this Sergio? Why? Because I respect the art of a mock draft. All right? You are, a ve- you are but a vessel by which the draft is mocked. I am but a vessel like. by which the draft is mocked. Exactly. So that's the reason why we did that. Um, gentlemen, that is our mock draft. That is our final Ooh. mock draft predictive. I'm going to run through the picks really quickly. Uh, starting at number one, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, the Jets, Zach Wilson. All right, end it. Stop it. Stop it. It's good. <laughs> Don't care about anything else. San Francisco, Please. Justin Fields, Atlanta, Kyle Pitts, Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, Miami, Penny Sewell. New England trades up with Detroit to get to number seven, and they take Trey Lance. Carolina takes Rayshon Slater. Denver take, takes Mac Jones. Dallas, J.C. Horn. Giants, Jason, Jalen Waddell. Philly takes Devontae Smith. The Chargers take Christian Darasaw. Minnesota takes Micah Parsons. Detroit with Patrick Sertan the second. Arizona take Elijah Vera Tucker. Vegas takes Alex Leatherwood. Miami takes Jeremiah Obusu-Kamora. Uh, Washington takes David Collins. 
the Chicago football team. The Bears take Terrence Marshall Jr. Indianapolis takes Caleb Farley. Tennessee takes Greg Newsom. The Jets take Jalen Phillips. Pittsburgh take Travis Etienne Jr. Jacksonville takes Christian Barmore. Cleveland takes Quiddy Pay. Baltimore takes Kadarius Toney. New Orleans takes Rashad Bateman. Green Bay takes Elijah Moore. Buffalo takes Gregory Rousseau. Baltimore takes Joseph Osai. And Tampa Bay takes Nashi Harris. And most importantly, two Gators go in the first draft. Oh, yeah. Gentlemen. Which is not bad. Yeah, I, I think that's what will happen. It'll be fun. It'll be good. Um, last thing before we move on to moment of the week and we wrap up uh, this episode, I want to ask you, and because of the Florida Gators, where do we see Kyle Trask going realistically? Michael? I think he goes mid-second, maybe late second, early third round. Okay. I see that. I see like a uh, Is a he the next quarterback taken off the board after these top five? After these five? In the I first don't round? know. I okay. actually think Kellen Mond might be. Because mm-hmm. Sam I, or Kellen Mond. I think okay. somebody's going to fall in love with what Kellen Mond, uh, his skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I could see him being taken before Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like a Chicago, I think New, New Orleans reportedly loves Kyle Trask. Yeah, that's what, um, that's the, the rumors and the stuff. And New Orleans yeah. would be the team that would probably be the best for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, so that's something to consider. Yeah. So yeah, I, I see, I could see them like at the end of the second round if he's there being like, all right, we'll do it. Okay, cool. I like that. Yeah, I wanted to get your take that. on that. I wanted to get your take on that. All right, gentlemen, All it is time. We'll find out soon, though. For real, yeah. it is time for moment of the week. Michael, you are the guest. You please do us the honors of giving you giving us the most impactful moment of your week, even though it's just Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, can you ask me in like twenty four hours? <laughs> Depends on the draft no, results. Hard, right? hard <laughs> questions here. Yeah, for real. Nah, the. Uh, <laughs> The coolest part so far has been kind of – it's kind of cheesy, but the culmination of everybody uh, from working at the stations. Uh, I use the 1010XL Twitter account, and we have this text line that people can text in. Okay. And just all week it's been, you know, leading up to the draft and everything. Yeah. So uh, seeing everybody just get excited over it, mm-hmm. talking uh, – I, I did a show Saturday um, called Compton and & Company, and we were talking about it on there, and people were just like, so overjoyed and ecstatic that this is actually happening mm-hmm. and it's happening here. So yeah, that's, that's gotta be it, man. That's good. And even though the UFC fight from last weekend was in Jacksonville too, that's a, that, that was, was big. I totally wild. forgot about that. That was, that big. was, dude, I watched that live. Yeah. Oh my God. We, we, man. Oh, small God. town Jacksonville. So wait, so you were at the fight, Michael? No, I uh, streamed it. Okay. So you watched it. That's yeah, me. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, no, but that was that was uh, that was a good one. Allegedly, allegedly, I may have had Usman by knockout. So allegedly, I may have won oh, some money on that one. So there you go. I was a little happy about that. Uh, Tyler, Can't what was concern. what was your moment of the week? My moment of the week um, is all of the uh, endorsement deals that Trevor Lawrence has been um, <laughs> announcing via Ad- Instagram. Adidas today. Adidas, Bose, mm-hmm. Bose um, the cryptocurrency. All, yeah, all the things, and I, I, I just think it's funny, like uh-huh. that. Yeah, it's just a culmination of all. The, like, he can't go to Jacksonville because it's too small market. And yeah, 
It's like it, 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 it doesn't matter yeah, because no. <laughs> that's how big of a name he is. Like, yeah. Pat Mahomes is in Kansas. Green guys. Bay, Wisconsin is yeah. way smaller town than Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. But guess what? They're good. Yeah, and they have and they have good quarterbacks. It's the reason everybody knows about them and the reason people care about right. them. Right. Listen, the, the like, two they, State Farm quarterbacks play their football in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and Kansas City, Kansas or Missouri. I don't know yeah. which side of it they're in, but whatever. It's in the Missouri side. Okay, there you go. Um, oh boy. You love to see it, my guy. Yeah, that, that's 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 my. I just I just I am enjoying this personally. Like, well, speaking of nil and players being paid for their name, image, and likeness, my moment of the week was a little birthday present that I bought for myself, and I've been purposely holding this off, gentlemen. Okay. But take a look at what I oh, have. Oh, there you go. Oh, my God. That's take beautiful. a look. Look at the beauty. Because podcasting. We, have, we still haven't described what it is. Because to, podcasting to the is a visual medium. I am holding up a PlayStation 3 copy of the one, the only NCAA 14 video game. When I tell you I've been looking for this game for over two years, I'm not exaggerating. Story time. So I decide. <laughs> For my birthday, which listeners, my birthday is today, if you're listening, and it's 1130 um, the day before. So my birthday is tomorrow. So I say, okay, yesterday, I've been wanting to buy the Tony Hawk skater, uh, pro skater one and two reissue that's on PlayStation Network. So I was like, you know what? I want to get it. Let me do that. So I go there. And of course, I spend more money than I should. So instead of just buying the $30 Tony Hawk game, I buy um, Spider-Man, the game of the year edition, the first one. It, it was on sale for like 10 bucks. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to throw it in there. So I so threw good. that in there. I got Tony Hawk. And then I, I've been wanting to play NHL 21 because I've been getting into hockey. And I was like, oh, let me give Ooh. it a shot. My girlfriend's brother is very much into it. So I was like, oh, let me try to give it a shot. So I bought that. And then I upgraded my the show from 20 to 21, which I've been meaning to do. So perfect. I buy myself that stuff. But when I do that, I realize, oh, I don't need the show 20. I don't need FIFA 20 because I have FIFA 21. Uh, I'm not a big Madden guy. So I was like, you know, forget it. Let me just take those to the local little game store. And it's not a GameStop. It's like a local chain. I was like, yeah, let me go. So I go, I turn the games in and the guy goes, I can give you $13 in cash or I can give you 20 bucks in store credit. So as normal, I've been to that game store a few times because every single GameStop or game store, I always look for NCAA 14 because you never never know. Never know when you're going to find that hidden gem. So I go in there. I look for it in the in the normal alphabetical order in the PS3 section. It's not there. It is what it is, whatever. So I go, yeah, let me get the $13. And it's set up kind of like a jewelry store where like, you know, you have the glass cases and the more expensive oh, yeah. stuff yeah, yeah. is up at the counter. So I'm just looking at the expensive stuff. There's like an old school, like gold plated um, Legend of Zelda NES, like, you know, some cool old video game stuff. And I was like, oh, that's awesome, whatever. I come across... And there's this copy of NCAA 14 sitting on an angle, like thrown in on the side. And I look at it and I go, is this for sale? And he goes, yeah. And I said, all right, stop with the $13 in cash. I'll take the 20 bucks in store credit. I'm going to take this game. I was like, okay, cool. So I do it. I hadn't even looked at the price tag. So I go in there, whatever the price thing, the price here says $90 used, obviously. Um, So I paid 70 because I had the credit. That is still, oh, gosh. that is, sti- listen, sheesh, that is still less than what I could, I, the, the like cheapest I found it That's is like, cheap, one, considered. it's like, like 150 dang. online. And the reason I hadn't pulled the trigger on like eBay before is because like, <laughs> I'm not spending $150 on a game. 
when I don't even have a PS3 to play it on. I bought the game. I am currently in searching in I'm searching for a PS3 to purchase. So if anyone wants to donate a PS3 so I can play this game, that's that. Um, I sent a picture to Alexa and I blurred out the price and she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. You've told me how you've wanted to play that game. And I was typing up trying to tell her the story and I get a text from her and says, wait, you blurred out the price. I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> and I told her and she was like, okay, fine, whatever it is, what it is. But that's very, my birthday very, present very, to very myself. Girlfriend, right? I, I have it, gentlemen. All I need is a PS3 and then I can download College Football Revamped. And then gentlemen, the late night college football hours this summer. Tyler, we may or may not Oof. have to start a Twitch stream and we may or may oh not have boy. to start True. streaming some fun. of this NCAA fun. 14 that I'll be playing this summer. Yeah. So, hey, like I just wanted college football revamped so that I could play the uh, all white stormtrooper Florida Gators unis absolutely on Rocky Top against the Smoky Grays. Yes, and get my revenge so, for that game from 2016 that I'm still not over. Yeah, and guess what? There's all this other cool stuff that it does, but that was that was that was what made it worth it. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the thing where like I'm glad I get to do this. Uh, I'm so excited to get a PS3. I'm current. I'm currently bidding for one on eBay for a relatively low price, like less than a hundred dollars and stuff. So oh yeah, I'm, I'm looking good. I'm looking up, and this is definitely it's, like it, it's just so interesting because it's yeah. such an old game, but like so many people want it. And here's like, the yeah. here's that's why that's why a used copy is ninety dollars at this store. The guy was like, yeah, we had it listed for like one forty, and it like just wouldn't sell because of that. And I was like, well, I'm glad you dropped it down and I'm glad that I had the store credit. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. That's my moment of the week, gentlemen. That is Tyler, what I have been hyping up to you for the past, all for all day today. It was greater than I could have imagined. I wanted yeah. to like FaceTime you once I bought it. That's how excited I was. And I was like, oh no, we're going to save no, this for the pod. For this moment. We're going to save this for the pod. So gentlemen, look at it. Isn't it beautiful? I'm so excited. I'm, I'm like, I'm ecstatic. Of Robinson. I'm yes. so ecstatic. So, woo, I'm so happy. I haven't told Ro, the dad, you're listening to this for the first time here. I hope you enjoy that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So listen, and it's something that I like will never give up. And one day I'll be playing college football revamped um, with my kids. It'll be a great time. I'm so excited. So yeah, nice. I'm happy for you. Gentlemen, but you know what else we're excited about? And that is the NFL draft, which listeners is tonight as you are listening to it. Um, We will be back, Tyler and I, uh, tomorrow morning with an instant reaction to round one. We're going to start recording after, I think, after the Jags pick at 25, right? That's what we decided. Yeah, I think, I think so. After the Jags pick, we'll come on. What else happens? Yeah, we can, we can report what happens with the, um, the other picks and stuff as they happen. But for the most part, the big storyline stuff will have happened by then. And uh, we're we're just we're waiting for the Jags pick because that's what we do. We're respectful of each other's teams. So you'll get a quick um, reaction episode tomorrow on Friday, and then next week we will be recording as normal. I think we're planning on putting it out later on in the week, and we will have a full draft recap in terms of who teams that we thought won the draft, uh, what our specific teams did in uh, days two and three, and just maybe some sleeper picks in terms of who we like. And so. Yeah. That is what is coming on the horizon. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for coming on, my guy. It's always good to have Thanks you on the show. Me, man. Always, glad. always glad to be on. Of course. You know you are always welcome. And you can listen to Michael's content on 1010XL in Jacksonville. Um, he is a producer there at the station. And the work that he does is fantastic. 
they are now the flagship for the Florida Gators baseball team. Am I yeah. correct on that? Yep, baseball, basketball, and football. There you go, the big three sports. The flagship radio program for the Trevor Lawrence-led Jacksonville Jaguars, future Super Bowl champions sometime one day. So last question before we we go, guys. Uh, When are you guys buying your your Trevor Lawrence jerseys? That's tough because I've been burned before. Yeah. Have you been burned before? Look, I didn't pay for the jersey. Okay, but like, there you go. Now, the rule is you never buy a Jaguar jersey because you never know how long they're going to stay. Uh, okay, guys, this, but this let's, can, can, we, can we say if that this is the turning? to a Super Bowl. Get out of here, guys. Come on. Come well, on. I'm going to give it some time. I'm going to give it some time. I'm going to give it some time. Right. Listen, yeah, considering that I spent, I spent a little bit more money than I planned on this week with this video game, um, I was going to promise that if Kyle Pitts goes to Miami, I would buy a – a Kyle Pitts jersey. Nope, I'm holding you to that. And you I, said it I will still I'm do it. I just it. won't do it immediately after the draft like I did with Tua last year. I will wait yeah, a little bit longer for the next payment cycle of a job I don't have. But like I'll wait. Yeah. I'll probably wait till I get a job and like my first like personal first paycheck. My, no, Screw no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying first paycheck. I'm saying <laughs> the first purchase I like make for myself that isn't necessary. I will spend it on a. I will have a Kyle Pitts jersey. This is a lot of qualifying words. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm in grad school. I'm stretching the money. This was a little no, bit tough you, to buy I the game, you, I but I had you. to do it. Um, I'm about to spend all my money on a move. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I also, I am also in no position to buy a jersey. Oh um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait on that. Bullet list number one birthday present idea. Mm-hmm. Like, because if I can get somebody else to buy it for me, absolutely. True. There you go. Absolutely. And like that would come. My birthday is right around the start of the season. Mm-hmm. So. Very true. All right, guys. Uh, this has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with a first round analysis. And as we said, we will be having a full draft recap later on next week. Once again, Michael1010XL, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, this has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And my name is Michael. And we are not biased, gentlemen, but. Go Gators, go Dolphins, and go Go Jags. There you go.